Hello everyone, you're listening to the Let Us Golf podcast with me, Olivia Boffin-Ludakin. This is the show where we chat to golfers from the LET Access series, present and past, about life on the tour, the latest news, but also learn more about who they are and their golfing journey. So last week, we had the Flumserberg Ladies Open starting in Switzerland on Friday the 12th of May. It was definitely a challenging but fantastic week of golf. And for all those watching, the final provided some great entertainment. On a highly anticipated final day, Fee Olsen came from behind to win four points, three points ahead of fellow Dane Sophie Kipsgaard-Nilsson. Behind Sophie was the home favourite and front winner all week, Eleanor Moosman, who ended the tournament on in third, half a point behind Sophie. Olsen paved her way to the final after beating England's Talia Martin two up on the first nine hole round of match play and then beating Norway's Tina Mazzarino two up in the second round. So obviously joining us on the podcast this week is our maiden winner. Um, it's her first time joining the Let Us Winners Circle, Fee Olsen, to chat about the win, the interesting format, Mats and Mix, and life on Let Us and beyond. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. Welcome, Fee, to the Let Us Golf podcast. First things first, massive congratulations for the win last week now on Sunday um, in Switzerland. Your first win on the tour. I think your reaction to winning is the best reaction I've seen so far. Uh, <laughs> how, how are you feeling now? Has it all sunk in? Well, um, actually, it took almost two days to sunk in. I, um, Me and Carolina, the caddy, uh, we went back to Zurich together uh, to stay the night and then we flew the next day. And the morning after, I, she texted me like early in the morning saying, so are you awake, Fee? I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't really been sleeping. <laughs> she was like, oh, me neither. I was so excited and so much adrenaline. And uh, I think we were just both super happy to like be together in that moment. Um, it was something special. Yeah. 100%. What did you do to celebrate? Because you did say you were going to go out, have a few drinks. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was so excited, so pumped that I wanted to get drinks. I wanted to go out. Um, but, uh, you know, when you're in a tournament a week, you forget the days. So <laughs> we forgot that it was Sunday um, and everything was closed. Like everything was closed. Um, so uh, we went to McDonald's. We bought too much food than we could eat. And uh, then we went back to the hotel and we emptied the bar for uh, wine bottles. Because uh, that was the only thing we could get, <laughs> which was totally fine. So we had a long chat and I think we went to bed at one or something. Yeah. Fun celebrations. What was on your Mackey's order, McDonald's order? Aha, uh-huh. Mackey's order. <laughs> that one was new. <laughs> um, well, I ordered nuggets. A burger, fries, soda, ice cream, <laughs> everything. Um, I don't even remember what power board, but uh, <laughs> we had a lot. Very, very nice. The win was great. Um, 
you definitely came kind of, I don't want to say came in from nowhere because you had a good week leading up to it but you're definitely the underdog out of the free in the final talk me through what was going through your head in those moments well I mean you're totally right it's not like I have been close to winning uh the last two or three seasons at all um so I 100% was underdog um uh, but standing on the first tee I, I was so happy that Carolina wanted to help me out in that situation and caddy for me but I was um, I think it was a mix of excited and nervous on the first tee because um, I told myself you know <clears throat> just the fact that you have a chance to win is major for me um, so I was just trying to give it my best obviously um, my thought was just like don't look at the rough on the right side. Don't look at the water on the left side. <laughs> focus fairway, focus green. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I I told myself to just uh, think as if it was stroke play again. Because um, it is a tough course if you're just outside of the fairways or Mystic Greens, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think the phrase I heard most last week was, the rough is tough. <laughs> The rough is lost ball like 99% of the time. So you don't want to be in the rough. <laughs> when you knew on the eighth hole that you'd seal the deal, um, the other two had to play another hole, but you'd already ahead. What was your initial reaction? Was it shock? Surprise? Yeah, you know, um, well, as I said in the interview just after, it's like you're walking in this zone and you're so focused because you don't want to like lose your feelings or yeah you know um so just walking up to the green and obviously I couldn't see my ball from the fairway so I didn't know it was that close um so I just walked up with my putter in the hand and was like okay birdie par might give me the last half point I need um but when I saw it was that close and I looked at Sophie and Sophie was like Fee you can just take it and then I was like okay and then I looked at Elena and she was like take it I was like okay kind of nice that I didn't have to make the last putt but uh also again you kind of want the last putt to just seal the deal but um it was amazing it was poof yeah and you had your fellow Dane Sophie in the final did you do you kind of know her from around the tour yeah so um well Sophie lives like on the opposite side of where I live in Denmark so we're like four hours apart but we were on the national team together as uh, juniors we obviously played a lot together in Denmark for uh, junior tournaments and blah 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 Um, and yeah we have a couple of uh, like what you say uh, friends same friend group Um, so we know each other very well and she is so sweet yeah so was it nice to have someone you knew well playing in the final or was it a bit difficult because you know what kind of player she is no honestly it was it was kind of nice um first of all just knowing that uh like there's 33 33% chance that a dame will win but also it is kind of calming just uh I don't know why, but it was super nice. And if Sophie were to win, I would be 
so happy for her too because she has really been playing good and as been mentioned many times she had three uh, second places so it's just a matter of time before she's going to win a tournament as well. Definitely her day in the winner's circle will definitely come. Um, speaking about friendships and other people on tour we've got to speak about Carolina your, your caddy. Um, how important was her in, in the final for you? She was so important. Um, I'm kind of getting emotional too again. Um, give me a second. Take your time. <laughs> no, but she is. Um, she was so funny because. Because she asked me before, she was like, so what do you, like, want me to do? And I was just like, um, talk to me, uh, maybe go in with me on the greens, uh, read them, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, fine, I'll do that. And she was like, just remember to have fun um, and to enjoy. And her as a person, like every day, she's so calm and so sweet. Um, and um, she told me afterwards, she was like, you know what, Fee, I did absolutely nothing out there. Um, every time I asked her for advice, she was like, well, do that 100%. That's what I was thinking. And just, you know, what you need out there is confirmation. Um, and she totally uh, gave me that. And even, I mean, everyone saw I didn't have an umbrella and she was just helping me out with that as well, um, like to perfection. So I, um, she was amazing, both on and off the course. You spoke about the rain there. Now, I think it was all <laughs> sunny on final day and then they announced Elena to come to the tee for the to, to take this first shot and then suddenly the rain just pours <laughs> yeah um, and you didn't have an umbrella or any so I just can't imagine like how you kept on playing in those conditions <laughs> yeah me neither um and Carolina on the first tee was like to me so Fee do you want me to run into the car and get the umbrella and I was like you know Carolina it's just gonna rain for a couple of minutes I'd rather have you here <laughs> Because, you know, you also saw that during the week, like when we're playing down in this uh, valley, like the rain comes and then it's off like by five minutes. So I was like, no, just stay here with me. That's fine. Um, <laughs> and then when the rain came, I was like, OK, not the best. Um, and then the second hole was fine. And then the third hole came. And I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you're so stupid. <laughs> um but I mean, uh, with Carolina's help, we I think we managed very well to <laughs> stay as dry as we could um, with the equipment as well. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I couldn't have handled 18 holes with that ring. That's for sure. It was tough. It was tough. Um, now, one thing we've definitely got to speak about, because there's definitely been mixed reactions to it, um, is the Matzler mix format. I think it's one of those things we wanted to do something different. And um, and sometimes people don't like 
change and difference. Um, what were your feelings on the format? Well, honestly, I will um, give you some, like, you guys some credit for trying something new, 100%, and uh, Melanie as well for thinking about the format. And I agree, so many of us was, like, we didn't know what to expect or think or what to do or, you know, um, so a lot of confusion, I think. Um, but I also talked to Carolina afterwards when we were driving in the car and we were like, it kind of made more sense when you have tried the format. Um, but if there is anything I would like change about it, it would probably be after the qualifying of the stroke play uh maybe divide uh the people that made the cut into two flights um because it was a lot if you like lost your first match and you had been playing so good for the stroke play to drop 22 spaces um so maybe i would just say just mix them into two flights and then uh a flight would play match play against each other and B flight would do the same yeah but I think it was fun and I I also like that you guys are trying to do something else than just stroke play um so I I obviously I thought it was very fun (laughs) at the end but uh yeah I wanted to give you guys credit for trying yeah you can have a different format but how much is golf just golf you need to hit the right shots I mean 100 percent uh, I think it's also like the thing that made people um, not liking the situation that much was like the mental part of it, not knowing uh, like the like the fully format of it. Um, I think 100% it was more mental because, you know, I should say golf is just golf. Uh, hit fairy, hit green, one or two putts, you know. Um I think it was more like you didn't know like 100% what you were playing. I think that was more the, the case, yeah. Now let's talk about the mental side of golf, not just at last week's tournament, um, but in general. How much is that side important to your game oh I think it's it's almost 60 to 40 like 60 percent mental um I I think that is it's also super important to like have a good mental health outside the course um because I can really feel like uh like last year was not a struggle, but there's just like small things like sponsors, um, uh, apartment, blah, blah, blah. You like, it's just, it's just so important to be, to feel well outside the course, like to be insured or, you know, uh, safety, um, I would say. Um, so just the fact that, a win gives you what seven thousand euros. It, that's like the next ten tournaments for me, um, secured. So I think uh, 
if you are at a good place outside the golf course, you are more likely to play good golf. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, obviously last week was a real high, but I know you've also had some lows when it comes to golf. Um, such as I know when I was, as I always do, look at everyone's Instagrams and yeah, like <laughs> final stage of Q school was disappointing for you. Um, I feel like Q school ever since I joined the tour is this kind of word that brings like terror, but also like joy to many people. Um, <laughs> well, that's true. You talk about your experiences of Q school. Yeah, well, um, well, leading up to Q school uh, last year in December, I was staying with a good friend of mine as well, Elena, in Mabea just to practice, play for a whole month before. Because I have, I don't know why, but I, I always play bad at La Manga. I've never had a good experience. I, even though I qualified through the axis at top 20, uh, to the final stage I just something is just messing with my head um, and so so last year in December uh, I had a really good preparation uh, felt more confident going into the qualifying um, but I think like the qualifying is like such a marathon because you have to play so many rounds of golf uh and it's every day, like you have maybe one or two off days uh, if you move on uh, to the final stage and then if you make the cuts and then, um, and in that marathon, there's like people, as you say, it's like terror for some people because then they don't make the cut and that might be a friend or uh, a good colleague or, or, you know, so there's so many emotions involved as well. Um and I stayed with Carolina and Elena, Josephine, and Chris um, at that qualifier. And it's just, it's so intense. And it can be very difficult to stay with good friends or, or yeah, just people you're are really happy and care for. Because um, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. Um, but so very disappointing that I didn't, didn't like make the cut in the final stage because that's basically what you want to get a good category for the next season. Um, and also, even though I played better at last year's qualifying, I don't really get to play more elite events than I did last year. So, um, well, obviously now I'm going to focus on the access tour, uh, to get uh, into top six but uh really wanted to play elite as well <laughs> of course no of course that's what our tour is is for it's the development tour it's the feeder tour to that tour um you spoke about alina there and i would i noticed you <laughs> youtube channel and i would say to anyone listening the most iconic bit is the start is your dance i just <laughs> it was hilarious um how come you started doing that? I'm so happy you say that. It's uh, it's all about having fun. And Elena is just, she is so goofy and her energy level is like above 100. And so she was just like uh, in Marbella before the Q school. She was like, you know what, Fee? You know what we should do? I was like, no. 
practice. <laughs> She's like, no, we should start a YouTube channel. It's so easy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I am handicapped when it comes to IT and editing and <laughs> everything above. Um, but she was like, we can do that. We'll just watch the YouTube videos on how you do it. And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, 100%. And then we had a rule staying in Marbella that every Friday is Sangria Friday. So we had had some sangrias. And I don't know how we came up with that song. Um, but we both like agreed, like we should have like a, a theme song or something catchy that people will remember the videos for and then we just started uh searching on songs and blah 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 and some of elena's followers um texted her saying uh your youtube channel should be called talk birdies to me and then we were like yeah that sounds catchy and then like in the background we were hearing some music and then we heard um uh Jason Tarullo and then we're just don't worry to me <laughs> and we're just like okay we're just we're just gonna make a quick song about it uh blah 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 <laughs> more sangria and shit it was so much fun um but the YouTube channel is is basically just showing like us having fun with golf the professional part of it um like what we do on a normal day, stuff like that. So everything, yeah. Okay, take a short break and I'm going to attempt to drop in that little bit of theme tune from their YouTube channel. Do check it out. Talk birdie to me because it is hilarious. We are a tour that you don't know. International. First class seat on chat, no, just get comfortable. Cause we all know what the golfers need. Scanning it to our seat. We got low digits on the scorecard. You got no chance to win. Fly around the world, try to speak the language. But a swing don't need explaining. All we really need to understand is when you talk birdie to me. Talk birdie to me. And how much, how important is fun as a professional golfer? Because um, I, I can't imagine when it becomes your job, you might lose some of the fun from the school. Mm. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, I totally agree with you. So, I think, well, for me, um, it was like the first year of turning professional, everything was so serious and you wanted to be in control of everything and it was like playing good golf being serious not too much fun was like a package um but i think you cannot play golf if you don't have fun on the golf like good golf if you don't have fun on the golf course um and so i've learned so i think just getting to know everyone on the access tour um staying with so many different people every week um getting really close to some of them um it just it helped so much like being calm in also the traveling situations and everything um and that really helped 
me, for example, on the golf course, 100%. And it doesn't matter what kind of flight you'll get or group you'll get, you'll be able to talk and have fun with, with everyone, yeah. I think you're very clearly like a likable person on tour because the amount of messages. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Um, and I can see like friendship on tour is important to you. Oh, 100%. And I was, I was, again, I was crying. <laughs> I was sobbing because uh, uh, all of the messages. And even though you only played one round with one or you just said hello to a girl or something they just texted me and saying congratulations blah 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 <laughs> and um so i was staying up all night uh replying to everyone <laughs> saying thank you so much um because it, it's uh, it means a lot 100 percent. yeah of course of course and i think that's something lovely on the access series is how everyone supports each other even on last week like when a if you unfortunately hit your ball on the rough, like everyone's searching for it. That's not something that would happen on every tour. <laughs> no, probably not. It's like, it's the access tour is kind of like a, a small family. Um, and I absolutely love it. And just the fact that we can be so happy for each other. Um, if it's winning or making the cut or just improving in your golf game. Uh, that's, that's really big. Yeah. Now I want to take it back. I want to take it back to when you first started playing golf. Um, how did you get into the sport? Well, um, my dad's always been playing football, but when he couldn't do that anymore, he started playing golf. And my older brother was playing golf as well, really good as a junior. And I was like, I was trying swimming, horseback riding, football, everything. <laughs> and um, then I was introduced to golf by my dad. And to be honest, in the beginning, I was like, there's absolutely too many rules for me. I, I don't even want to be bothered. <laughs> but um, it turns out I was, I was kind of good at golf. <laughs> And better than football or horseback riding or anything else. Um, so I kind of stuck with that and got uh, friends um, inside of the sport. Um, and yeah, as soon as I, I started the, the like playing tournaments, um, I really stuck to it and, and loved it. Um, yeah, and then... I joined the uh, national team for three years, I think. Um, and then, it, then I got 18 and wasn't a part of the, uh, uh, the group anymore. Um, so I just decided after high school that I wanted to turn pro and do things myself. <laughs> um turns out that's a lot of work <laughs> um but totally worth it and what I haven't uh learned from it and yeah grown from it it's it's been amazing yeah I don't regret it and I would do it a thousand times over and that first taste of competitive golf um hmm. when was that when or when yeah yeah um I think, well, in Denmark, we have, like, uh, uh, 
junior tour for girls. It's called Girls Only. Um, I think uh, you can join from the age of eight, maybe. Um, and until 18, I think, yeah. And then you move up to another tour. Um, but I think Girls Only was the, was the first tour, yeah. So that brings me to um, question time, the Letters Podcast question time. On our socials, I oh yeah, <laughs> ask questions um, from the public um, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I got a few responses back. Um, <laughs> and if you could answer them, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I shall try. <laughs> if there's anyone from Elena, just don't. Don't ask it. First one, we've touched on this a little bit, but what did you think of the Matsla mix? And then they put really um, <laughs> um <laughs> You want the truth? <laughs> I think you've already told told me it, but is there anything else? Yeah, no, not really. I think it was fun trying something new, hundred uh, percent. I I would have like small uh things that I would do different but like I'm told I I think it was very fun to try something new yeah I think the format works I just think um let us like we because it's a new format it's hard to get everything oh oh, yeah yeah it was a first time for everyone so of course there's a lot of questions and a lot of research (laughs) but I think it worked out very well yeah the second one was there a specific moment where you knew you wanted to be a professional golfer? Um, well, I... Well, obviously, since I've been playing tournament golf outside of Denmark, like, in Europe, um, that really caught my interest. And playing against other nationalities, um, that's just... Make, it makes it so big, Um and I think that's kind of what made me think, well, I really want to try. Like, I'll, I'll give it a try. Um, yeah. Um, the next question sort of like relates to that. And it was about what was your favorite place you've kind of traveled to as a golf run tournament, apart from Flumsburg, obviously, because you must love that place. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely love it. <laughs> um, well, I travel to what is it good only on access tour or doesn't okay. matter Didn't okay anyway uh okay well i i played uh last year i played in australia with the let and i have never seen such a beautiful country holy beep um like the animals like the colors that they have <laughs> I don't know what happened to Denmark, but we only have like brown, gray, black animals. When you come to Australia, if they don't have a blue or a green or a yellow color in it, it's not an animal. Like it's crazy and it's so beautiful. People are so nice. The food is amazing. Like I I can't say anything bad about Australia. Yeah, I want to go back 100%. I've never been. It's somewhere I feel like a lot. I would love to go. Oh um, yeah, you should. 
second one is you, you hit your iron so well um in the final any tips um well i well actually i tend to really think about my missus um like uh do i hit my irons thin then maybe i should club up do like you know on the tournament day uh do i hit a fate do i hit a draw like um if i miss this ball like would it go right would it go left so where do you want to aim um do you want to take a shorter club a longer club like i i really think about like zones um on the greens yeah um that's like maybe a little bit complicated tip but really i think about the zones on the greens yeah where do i want to be and if i don't hit it perfectly where do i want to miss it that's interesting that you're not always looking for that perfect like perfect shot Mm, oh almost never yeah this this one came from a player on tour um (laughs) it was i could ask a question and you can try and guess who it was um (laughs) They said, how can I be as cool as you? Okay, I don't know who asked. Um, but how to be as cool as me? <clears throat> well, I don't know. I think the people around me makes me cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think get, you're get your lashes done. That's what I do. <laughs> Get your lashes done. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're one of these people that don't realise they're cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That came from Marit, by the way. Marit Harriban. Oh, of course, yeah. Lovely um, girl, I love her. Last question. I I hope this came from your boyfriend because it said, who's better, you or your boyfriend? <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> no questions asked. Um, yeah much to say there I, uh, oh okay well I have to give him some credit because he has won three times on the echo tour like he has three professional wins I mean that's okay but he didn't win in Flumsburg so I don't know yeah mm-hmm. interesting interesting right yeah. now that brings me to the end of the podcast um, mm-hmm. before you go though um, I always ask everyone at the end, what's their best advice? It could be advice that's given to you in the past or um, advice from your own heart about like if someone wants to turn professional, someone wants to get better at their game, what's your best advice? Well, oh, that's a tough one. But what I did, I kind of surrounded myself with better players. Um, I turned to uh, Nicole Brock Larson, who's a Danish professional as well, playing on the LET. <clears throat> and she was just full of good advices and she helped me a lot. And she's also such a heartwarming person. And I know she's been through a lot as well, but she's like soon to be on the other side, I'd say. She's playing so well right now. Um, so I would say surround yourself with good people, good friends, and uh, golf players that's better than you yeah very modest very humble of you um well thanks so much for joining us thank you so much for calling <laughs> and i'll see you in Montebar. 100 percent, yes yay
Bring it on. <laughs> oh yeah, bring it on. And a big thank you for once again tuning in to the Let's Ask Golf podcast. Big thanks goes to Fee for joining us on the pod this week, for chatting so openly about your golfing journey so far. A really deserving winner and I can't wait to see what she gets up to for the rest of the season. I now cannot wait for the Montauban Ladies Open happening on the 9th to the 11th of June. Three rounds of golf, a short play, no complications this time, um, and a prize fund of £45,000. So that tournament will be with us shortly. I can't wait. But for now, follow all the action on the LT Access series, on at LT Access series, um, LT Access on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter, and LT Access series on Facebook. To find out more information about the tournament, um, and our tour in general, visit our website, letaccess.com. Well, I really, really, really enjoyed that chat with Fee. And if you did too, well, then show your appreciation by rating, reviewing, or subscribing to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts to help others find it and give the series a boost. And see you soon. Mm-hmm.